0: Time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Art of War Down Under podcast. I am joined amazingly today by uh, Rickard Nilsson. Some of you may know Rickard; some of you may not. He's a quite a well-known character from Sweden and a Swedish WTC team, Hopeful, hopefully, went 5-0 at LVO and 4 uh, one at 2020 and 5-0 the year before. Is that true, mate?
2: Yeah, 5-1 uh, the year before. But yes. Ah, beautiful! <laughs> so,
1: hello, mate. So, hello. anything you want? Anything you want to you want to plug or introduce to you, for yourself on the way
2: in? No, it's just great to be here. Um, yeah, leading up to the, I think it was the LVO twenty nineteen. I realized that I had quite a good uh, ranking with that. A good score, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Where were you sitting going in? Um, I think it was yeah top ten at least and. And I figured, hey, I might actually go to the to the LVO this year. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because I I think I, I won a, a small GT in Sweden in December or something, mm-hmm. and then yeah, whoa, there's some. Maybe I can get get the ticket to to the LVO and go. Uh, that's a brilliant story. I did, and yeah, I ended up second that year, so uh, second best admic player. So that was good. <laughs> Congratulations, that's and a since, huge achievement. Yeah, and since then I, I've been trying to get first place. So we'll see how it <laughs> well, goes this season.
1: Good luck to you, dude. I I'm, I'm trying to do the same with a couple of other factions. I haven't yeah. quite settled on what faction I might be playing. I might go for Dark Angels because there's been a um, low hanging hanging fruit. It's, it's certainly awesome. not going to be as competitive <laughs> as trying to go for admec at the moment. And so you are only are you quite competitive admec. You run the you, you started all with the, the founder of the competitive admec Facebook group, weren't you? Which has got yeah. apparently like 1,500 members.
2: Yeah, exactly. I started it when I when I realized, uh, hey, I might actually uh, get the best in faction. So I figured, I looked at all the admin groups and yeah, they were awesome. But it was also a lot of like uh, souping uh, back then with the Castellan and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was uh, okay, but uh, it was also frowned upon in some of those groups. And I wanted to just have a group where we could discuss like, okay, so given the the circumstance or, or the rules that we can use uh, to, to get the best AdMec uh, ITC award. What, hmm. what can we, can we use? Uh, so I yeah. decided to start a group to, to focus more on a competitive discussions.
1: So is that open to anybody? Any AdMech player can jump on there, send
2: an invite? Yeah, and... yeah you don't need to play AdMech. I mean, anyone can join. And there's also yeah. a, a sort of a sister group which focused on a competitive uh, AdMech with allies as well. That was uh, nice. branched off. Yeah. So that's also a link in there to that one good distinction to make. And yeah. so
1: what we're going to be covering today, we're going to be covering the Admex Psychic Awakening, guys. So anybody who knows anything about this book knows we have a plethora of things to talk about, and the content is very thick and very rich. So we're not going to stuff around too much. So this this is a natural two-parter. You can, the first part here will be reviewing the content from this book, giving some thoughts about um, how good it is. We're going to be giving our usual um, internal external rating system out of 10. Um, and then we'll be waxing lyrical a bit, talking about a bits, bits of the stratagems going on, the dogmas and all the canticles and all the, the yeah. new and awesome amazing things that they've got. In part two, we are going to deep dive into some archetypes, some lists, some some winners and big winners and losers, some ways to make AdMech go and make admec work on the table, some secondaries you want to look into. And the man we're talking to right now, Rickard Nelson, just went to an RTT literally yesterday upon <laughs> recording this and uh, took first place, went 3-0. So Sorry, a did. bit to talk about there too.
2: Of course, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so, mate, starting off, First impressions of this book as an admec player walking into psychic awakening, seeing what everyone else got. Were your expectations yeah. high? Did and when when you saw what
2: you got, were you? I mean, obviously you were probably pretty happy with it. But what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome because uh, I just played an RTT uh, down in Malmo in southern Sweden, and I got mm-hmm. first place there just when they released the, the Archeocopters, uh the flyers. Oh uh, yeah! So that was a great afternoon for me when I got first mm. place and. Uh, saw all those leaks uh, that came out and i was really excited for them um, Fantastic. but of course as with everything you were wondering about okay is the rules going to be good what's the points going to mm-hmm. be like and uh, yeah but they were they were quite amazing actually so it gave us a lot of tools so we have quite a toolbox uh, to, yeah. to choose from to to uh, go into different matchups of course uh, and everything
1: well they took it feels like they took something that was it was pretty superficial what you could do with admec and Hmm. added a lot of depth to the units. So it used to be you could only make the unit do one or two things and now it can do three or four things. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we're going to jump into the the new models that I got added because unlike a lot of other psychic awakenings, this there actually was quite a few new models that I got added to the range uh, through oh, yeah. this book. The first one of that is the the sulfur hounds, I guess, and we'll talk about the sulfur hounds and the the cerberus raiders kind of together because essentially the same model can be built in two different ways. Yep. The the stats profile for the sulfur hound: Movement twelve, strength, and, uh, weapon skill three plus, boost skill four plus. So. Other Way around weapons go four plus, blue go three plus. My apologies, strength and <laughs> toughness three, three wounds, one attack, leadership six, etc. etc. With the alpha getting uh, one more attack. Now, they come with uh, these are the, these are the pistolier guys, aren't they? They're the, the bucket head, the vanguard ones,
2: right? Yes, exactly. And the, <laughs> the most important uh, rule that they have is that you can uh, you have the rad saturation rule, that's the same that yeah. the vanguards have, so you can actually lower toughness of uh, things.
1: Yes, that's toughness in one within one inch of them, isn't that
2: correct? Exactly. So you need to charge, Um there is an ability in one of the custom forge worlds to extend this uh, aura to three inches, which can be yep. nice because then you can couple it mm. with uh, shooting. So you can actually, and that also applies to vehicles. So
1: that's quite yeah. Nice. That's really interesting. Yeah, there's no restrictions on that, is there? It's not. No. <laughs> there, it's not uh, restricted to anything. So it says, well, they they lower the toughness of everything except vehicles. Yes. But uh. And Yeah, breaking that into, the, into three inches, that's pretty, pretty nice because you could even run that up behind, say, a melee unit and then mm. debuff them because minus one toughness is one of the best negative debuffs that money can buy. So they're, they're equipped with um, two b- uh, fossil blast pistols. they uh, range 12, pistol one, strength five, minus one, one damage. Um, resolving attack made with this weapon, it ignores the, um, the benefits of cover. So this is an interesting question. It says when resolving attack made with this weapon, the target does not receive the benefit of cover. Does that mean no. you don't take the, the negative one for dense cover as well?
2: That's what I believe. I think there's a clarification for that in the in the back of the mm. tournament pack, isn't it? Uh, and uh, I think yeah. if it says ignore the benefits of cover, it's everything. I think uh, I'm not 100 on it, but I think. so.
1: Yeah, it still seems pretty murky, doesn't it? Some people either way right on it because the ones that do, the ones that do, they ignore the bonus, to the Yama save, is exactly. pretty obvious because that's, what, that's yeah. what they say. They say they ignore the, ben- the bonus, to the Yama save. This one yeah. just says ignores the benefits of cover. Yeah, um, but I think now... it's
2: clarified um, <coughs> <not Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs>
1: Now the, the doggo, the guy they're riding is a flame, is a dog with a flame for a face, <laughs> and it's it's literally just a minus one bolter. It's pistol six though, which is interesting. So strength four minus one, one damage. Do not roll the hit roll. Automatically scores a hit, and they also do not receive the benefits of cover. So everything these guys do ignores cover. Where this gets kind of spicy is the fact that you could you could technically run up and wrap their unit of guardsmen. Um, <laughs> you try point them so they can't fall back, and then in your your next shooting phase, you just shoot them dead with pistol shots, like because each. Essentially, each guy has two pistol shots with the the strength five minus one, and then each one has D six uh, strength four minus one pistol shots as well. Yeah, and you yeah. Can, can you shoot all all those pistols at the same time, or is one or the other you got to pick?
2: I think you need to declare the target uh, mm-hmm. with all your pistols. So you need to declare yeah. them into combat. Uh, I think, but um, yeah, they're they're nice, and, and I mean twenty points per model. Uh, that's yeah. not that much points per wound
0: actually. No, it's so not. Shots. Yeah. So I, I've seen,
2: seen a couple of, uh, of uh, people actually painting up, I think, uh, 27 Sulphur Hounds and 27 oh. Raiders. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. That list might be actually good because it's such, uh, such a large number of wounds, actually. Mm. Uh, but so, I would, haven't would... done that myself yet.
1: <laughs> so jump over, from the, jump over to the, the Cerberus Raiders
2: because I think this is the one people are pretty excited about. Um, <laughs> do you use these guys? Oh, yes. They are even cheaper <laughs> yeah. per wound because they're only 16 points per model. Uh, and wow. they have that uh, that scout move uh, automatically you don't need to pay for it and it's actually a bit longer than the scout move but having that scout scout move in, in ninth edition is so good because even if you go in second you can actually move them up to screen against yeah, yeah things coming in from deep strike or, or whatever and of course with the strat where, where they can fall back for two command points if you're yeah, charged man. that is the, the key thing with them so,
1: reading out Skirmishing Line, which is the special rule they have, that's exactly the same stat line as the Cerberus uh, hounds. and um, they're equipped with essentially a Galvanic Rifle which is the sa- or a Revolver, which is the same as what a, a Ranger is equipped with, so not much to essentially talk about there. Well, it's cut sniping,
2: <laughs> so that's a good thing. Oh, oh, does it? Yeah, it does. So, it, it makes Mortal Wounds on 6-up, uh, 2-wound, and it's Assault 2, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, that's,
1: that's one of their, their special rules. Yeah, that's I Cerberus, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. But yes, the basic stat is the same. That's that's true. Mm. Except it's assault too.
1: Oh, there you go. It's assault. Yeah, it's not rapid fire. That's no. correct. Yeah, that's no, spot on. Um, so skirmishing line is there essentially a scout move at the start of the first battle round before the first turn begins. This unit can move as if it was your moving phase. This unit cannot end and uh, so must end and move more than nine inches away from enemy models. If both players have this, uh, you guys uh, roll off. Who takes first? So they're the same essentially is like scout sentinels or like stiggies, but you don't pay a CP to do it. Um. And the sigis is limited to a nine inch move. Is that correct? These guys are yes, twelve, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's a big difference. So three inches is a, is a huge difference, actually. Um, <clears throat> the other special one that one you alluded to was uh, I of Cerberus. Range weapons models. So range weapon models in this unit are equipped with can target characters, even if it's not the closest enemy unit. In addition, resolving attack made with a range weapon uh, unit by this model. Roll of a six plus in model water wound in addition to any other damage. So yeah, they're actually they snipers on top of being ridiculously mobile, scouting, mm. s- amazing screens. Because there is that CP stratagem that when you get to close the charge, you get to essentially make a move. Is that correct?
2: Yep, exactly. That's a twelve inch move, many, and also the skirmishing line uh, allows you to advance. At least that's how we read it, because you can move as if your movement phase. Movement phase absolutely right. You can fact, advance. You're twelve plus six.
1: Yeah, so if they don't, if they can't push you back, you're just going to get uh, free reign of the board before the first game, before the first team even begins. Exactly, I think they're enormously. you said 16 points per model. Yeah. <laughs> what value? Like, what, if they don't. They don't. Not going to break your brain. Not going to go out and do a bunch of damage. But what they're going to do is be stupidly annoying and just chip mm. away, just do a little chip damage. Yeah, here exactly. and there.
2: Because sometimes it, you like you shoot an impulsor or something, and there's one wound left, and you just take your three raiders and throw some and shots get a at six. it. And you roll a yeah. six and that's done. So they they're very good. Um, I think they're the, phenomenal. The unit size. I've been considering different things, but maybe that's something for episode two. Probably for part two. Yeah, yeah episode two. Yeah. Exactly
1: right. So I think they're phenomenal. But we'll jump over to the the Taraxi or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> the ones with the flame is... <laughs> the flame bats, yeah. <laughs> the flame bats, so good. Uh, so their movement to our weapon skill, this skill 3+, plus, uh, strength 4, toughness 3. So uh, pretty much a similar stat line to a Rust Stalker or an Infiltrator. Uh, okay. Two wounds, two attacks, uh, leadership 6, and a 4-plus save. Now they come equipped with a um, either a full ship Blast or a Phosphor Torch. The flesh Blaster is uh, exactly the same as the ones on the Infiltrators. That is uh, pistol, 12 inches, uh, five shots at strength three. The Torch is a 12-inch Assault D6 Flamer with a uh, negative one. And is this also ignores cover, and it also ignores cover. So it's the same as the, what we said as the Sulfur Hound, um, the yeah. face shooter, exactly. except they're six inches. This one is 12 inches, so they can't shoot it off the Deep Strike. Now, in combat, they are strength user minus one, one damage, but they've got a strength plus of plus one if... Um, the bearer made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention this turn. Interesting um, they said the heroic intervention was. <laughs> so that roots to the fact that you yeah, might we'll have see. a way to make these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, lastly, you can give the sergeant a taser goad. Uh, what do you see here? Do you like these guys?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the sergeant <clears throat> has to have a fle- flechette blaster and a taser goad, actually. He can't take the torch. Oh, Okay. Yeah, That's a shame. But, uh, yeah, and with Swooping Strike, the extra rule here, you get an extra attack when they charge. So they actually have 30 Strength 5 attacks at minus 1. And with the Canticles, you can give them Strength 6 if you want to wound Toughness 3 on 2-up. So they can actually punch, uh, which is uh, yeah, uh, hitting on 3-ups, compared Mm. to the Raiders and the Sulphur Hounds, hitting on 4-ups. So they are really, really dangerous, uh, both with the shooting and in melee. And And they just seem like
1: they're they're just they're just going to shred any, any screen you've got. They'll just go straight through all your screens, yeah?
2: Yeah. The good thing is uh, we got an FAQ saying we can actually have them in transports. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Because they are infantry and there's no restriction to young packs in the ADMEC transports. So Yeah. the way I want to pl- uh, like to play them is just have them in a Stygis transport and the scout move 9 inches, then disembark 3, move 12 and then assault, uh, and of course, flame something on the way. And suddenly you're in your opponent's backfield objective, mm. and you can also use a stratagem to uh, make something not fall back uh, out of combat. Or yeah, On a, a two-up, for one command point, I think. So that's phenomenal. It's really good. And that's also, I um, mean, now... I've been considering like using them in Deep Strike, but the problem is you Deep Strike in, and you maybe not make your nine-inch charge, you know, turn two. Yeah. And then you can soar away, and then you're not back again until... Uh, later on, so I, I think trying to get value out of them turn one is, is quite key. But we can talk more about the, that in there later. In the yeah,
1: no, no, but you made a lot of sense there. Um, now, so there's an interesting interaction here. So we've got soar away, and we've got thermal yeah. raid, thermal riders. Thermal riders essentially means you can um, you can deep strike them, and soar away essentially means you can return to reserves. Correct?
2: Yes, like swooping hawks. But yeah,
1: can they can nice. they do this turn four, turn five? Oh yeah, absolutely. So ideally. What you would do is you know turn turn one, they come out, do some damage, um, and then turn two, maybe they get decimators only a couple of guys left. yeah, uh, to, in your turn two, you jump them away, and then you try and get some value out of them, turn turn four, turn five again, yeah. Yes, exactly. yeah, so I think that just the fact that they can do that means that they're they're no longer that throwaway suicide you you would assume they would be. No. Because you'd look at them and be like, oh, yeah, they're very squishy. Strength, toughness 3, 2 wounds with a 4-plus save. Yeah, they're going to come out, they're going to kill some screens, they're going to sit some objectives, but then they're just going to explode. Mm. But if you've only really got one or two guys left, you're like, well, I don't need to net- let them die. Bang, we're going to jump back into reserve, and you're going to yeah. get to do something with them later. I think that's just exciting.
2: Yeah, it's um, really flexible.
1: Mm. Jumping over to the next one. So yeah. this is the Taraxi uh, Skystalkers. So these are... um. These are a bit weird. They come with a flechette blaster base, and then they have a flechette carbine as the other option, which is Assault 5 at 24 inches. Now, that that gets a bit more spicy when we're talking about Mars, yeah? Yeah,
2: exactly. So everyone has a flechette carbine, uh, and the mm. sergeant the same equipment as the sterilizers, so yeah. it has the blaster, pistol, and taser Uh But yes, Wrath of Mars is a good combo with this one, since you have 50 shots, so you should be landing <laughs> maybe about 40 hits, something yeah. like that. Uh, and with Wrath of Mars, that's uh, yeah, a couple of mortal wounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a couple of
1: mortals, isn't it? Yeah. Have you have you tried the, which of the two of these? Which one do you prefer?
2: Uh, I prefer the sterilizers, but I tried a list with um, two units of sterilizers and one unit of uh, Skystalkers. And the sterilizers, yep. I just uh, shot off like a missile towards my opponent's backfield and tried to cause as much havoc and. Deny the primary points by just flaming their unit off the objective and charging anything else and trapping it. Uh, the Sky Stalkers, I kept around my Fulgurites, because I usually use Fulgurites in transports as well. Yep. Uh, but Sky Stalkers are really good. like If if you face like uh, smashy Space Marine heroes or something, hmm. these guys can actually drop uh, mortal wounds on them uh, in the movement phase.
1: Yeah, do you want to tell us about
2: that? Yeah, it's got the arc grenade cluster rule. So at the start of the shooting phase, you can select one enemy unit that this unit moved across this turn and roll one D6 for each model in that unit, adding two to the result if it's a vehicle. For each five-up, the enemy suffers one mortal wound. So that's ten rolls with Mm. five-ups. So that's that's about two or three mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah. That's very respectable for something you're just going to get for free, right? Yeah, exactly. And they can, like, uh, since they're in the transport, they have also a very good range from that transport, like a 15 inch mm. move. And they can just uh, move 10 inches and then back five inches and then drop <laughs> on something.
1: Yeah. And their flusher Carbines assault anyway. So you technically you could assault, you could uh, advance out of that. Um... True. And add another d six inches to it. The whole the whole exchange. Yeah. So yeah, I like them a lot. I think both of these are really good. The fact that they got moved in twelve. But the, what I don't what I don't like about them is that they just make rust and infiltrators look even worse, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I love if I, I need love to it, like, rebalance
2: those points a bit in the upcoming um, uh, book whenever we get it.
1: There's no there's no metric or comparison I can think of right now that makes either of those units better than either of these units on
2: anything. No, okay, because anyway. I think the sky stalker is sixteen points and the infiltrator is twenty or something. And it's way way worse. Yeah, way worse. All right, jumping
1: over to the so we've got three versions of, fly, of the flyer around now. Now, yep. controversial question: Do you like
2: the flyer model? Uh, I'm a bit torn about it, but I like it. It's growing on me <laughs> to say that. Oh, cool. The first <laughs> uh, first thing I did was to to, to buy two Valkyries and convert them a bit with the correct weaponry yeah. just to run them instead. Uh, That's cool. But uh, yeah, the model is a bit more more nimble, like the Admic one, a bit smaller, mm. so I think uh, I'll stick with that one. so I got two two painted up just wonderful yeah. so
1: the first one of these is the arc Arca-Rop- transvector uh, now this is this the Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch- it's transport. The, transport? Yes, the transport version yes. yes this one Um. so the, the the stat lines are the same for all of them they're uh, starting at movement uh, 20 uh, between 20 and 50 inches at uh, blitz skill 3 plus strength 7 sorry strength 6 toughness 7 10 wounds uh, with a 3 plus save and of course the attacks don't matter because who gives a crap about a vehicle's attack stats <laughs> but yeah that's the same hit, for all of them actually
2: hit on 5 ups for some reason uh, yeah they hit on
1: 5 ups instead of 6s they have, they have little legs
2: that. they can kick you with perhaps ah
1: uh, it's so crazy <laughs> um so the transport comes with how many stubbers? Two Cognitive Stubbers Four, and a quick a twin, yeah, yeah. and a, uh, a command uplink, so it can buff the, um, the leadership of stuff around it. Now, yeah. it's, got a, it's got a bunch of special rules. I think I would, I'm going to ask you to explain the way these things move, because these things move unlike any other flyer in the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so feel so free you know, to take most,
1: a couple of minutes. Most, to... <laughs>
2: yeah, sure. Most flyers, uh, first, you just pivot up to 90 degrees, and then you move in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And what the Eldar flyers have is First they pivot 90 degrees, then they move in a straight line, and after they move, they can pivot 90 degrees, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yep. this one, it pivots 90 degrees. Then during during its move, at any point, it can it can pivot another 90 degrees. So it's yeah. actually more mobile than the L or flyers, which is quite.
1: It's it's making L's. Most of them, most <laughs> uh, flyers will make straight lines. This thing makes L's on the board. Yes. Like, yeah, it makes makes a right angle turn at some point. Yep. Um, it's phenomenally good. That that in and of itself is makes this a a good unit. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a fair statement? Oh yes, absolutely. Because you can't zone it off the board. You can't force it to fly off or or no. leave. It's always going to as long as you don't literally cover every part of the board with models. It's going to have somewhere to go. Um, yep. Now it's got a couple of different rules. So it's got chaff launcher, which I believe is, is the same for all of them. They all have chaff launcher. That no, is you didn't.
2: You need to pay 20 points for it, but it gives them the wave serpent minus one damage against you. Yeah. Geek. Yeah. So that's, and we know that's how powerful all... that is. Yeah, I'll really talk about,
1: so um the only thing this this thing has that the only two things this thing uh doesn't have that a wave serpent has is wave serpent has three more wounds and it has the feel no pain. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, toughness seven with a free up save, minus one to hit always, because it's the well the wave serpent can have minus one to hit from lightning fast or Alley mm-hmm. talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one's just a flyer. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a really good defensive profile. We know it's a really good defensive profile.
2: Yes. Um, only, and with only the, canticle, wounds, the cover canticle, having two up armor on it
1: is yeah. quite nice. Spot on, mate. So the chaff launcher just means they reduce damage by one. The maneuverable craft is what we've already talked about. Um, apart from that, this one does have a hover jet. Yes. Do they all have hover? Yes. They all they have do. hover. Absolutely. Which uh, just adds a bit more flexibility to them. Yeah. So have you ever used the transport version? I, I haven't yet um, yeah. but
2: i'm I'm considering because I mean having two transports with with chaff launchers and just having uh, six whatever, maybe even rust stalkers or something fast and cheap and just moving it into the enemy de- uh, deploy zone, uh, and then okay, you need to kill those two, and they will auto explode mm-hmm. for one command point if you kill them. yeah, so you can you can place them really like offensively against uh, against the enemy. Uh, and then actually having six dudes pop out there and doing some stuff. And if you don't kill it, yeah, you just disembark and uh, run eight inches and charge something you don't want to, them to charge. and Or mm. just have some obsec troops in there. So they, yeah. they could actually be quite good for for uh, ninth edition, like, uh, objective play. But I, I, don't, yeah, I haven't seen anyone do it yet, <laughs> and I haven't mm. tried it. You can do line breaker, having those units in there, you know.
1: So, yeah. moving on, we're up to the Stratoraptor, or the yeah, Stratoraptor. The, I just the in, like, walking. Yeah, Yes, the gunship one. This one comes with the same assortment of, of stubbers. It's got a uh, heavy fossil blaster. It's got two of these, yeah? Um, yeah, two of fossil blasters. And we know those are the, the guns that come on the Castellan robots. So, yeah. uh, range 36, heavy 3, uh, strength 6, minus 2, 1 damage, and uh, did not receive the benefits of cover again. So, uh, essentially... It's a, it's a good gun. It's a good, good weapon profile. Strength 6, minus 2, never going to be bad. It also comes with a, a twin cognos cannon, doesn't it? Or well, do you have to replace yeah, that with a... Sure. Phos- yeah, yeah. You replace... No, it's... Uh, no, it's oh, there, actually.
2: It? Uh, you always get uh, two heavy Stubbers, two heavy Phosphor, and the twin cannon. You can't uh, change the weapons on it, actually.
1: So there you go. Yeah, because uh, you can have a chaff launcher instead of a command uplink. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um it has, a, it has a decent array of guns. I mean, it hasn't got a lot of anything yet. Yeah.
2: Mm, no, but uh, if you can keep it in like your uh, call bubble with uh, extra hits on sixes uh, that you get from the uh, one of the new Warlord traits, which you can, because you can hover, so uh, it's quite nice, yeah. uh, actually. And the thing I like about it is uh, if you go, if you're up against something that can uh, take it off the table, turn one, you can probably reserve both of them if you have two for, for two yeah. command points, yeah. which could yeah. be quite nice because they come in anywhere. Like on the board, like a deep strike, and then they shoot. Um, mm. Or if you know you're up against something that can't pick them off the table, or uh, where your shaft launcher will really shine if they have a lot of damage to shooting. Yes, yes. Mm. Place them on the table and hope the opponent shoots at them because you can just repair them the turn after.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I always find it funny that you can have a tech marine chasing around an air <laughs> airplane, repairing. It. Like he's just yeah. reaching up to the sky and somehow yeah. making things better. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't mind this guy. How many points does it come in if you if you know off the top of your head? yeah it's
2: 150 base and with shaft launcher it's 170 so for Yeesh. a decent gunship it's uh, yeah what you can do is if, if you're you can then sometimes pick the secondaries to keep uh, those two alive and call as well because it's uh, yeah. 200 points yeah. and if the yeah. opponent's army just can't deal with him then that's a solid pick uh, that's 15 that is, points on yeah. your secondary
1: so that is um while we stand we fight yeah
2: yeah exactly
1: Ah, good pickup. Um, and the last one is the one I suppose we're going to be talking about the most is the, the fuller save. Um, yeah. So this has got the bomb racks. So this one comes with uh, the four stubbers. Yeah. Um, bomb racks. At the end of your movement phase, this model can drop heavy bombs on uh, one enemy unit model. So one enemy unit it moved over in that phase uh, to a maximum of 10d6. Roll 3 d Six for vehicles and monsters, and for each four plus, you take a mortal wound. Now, usually these things are limited to once, once or twice per game, like actually yeah. like the the voidram, the Void bombers and things of that ilk. Um, this is just this is just every turn, isn't it? And with yep. the the maneuverability of this model, where you could fly up to something and zigzag once you're past it, back into safety. You're going get some mileage there, don't you?
2: Absolutely. I mean, you can you can fly up in a straight line over something and then just pivot 90 degrees at the end of your move and then pivot mm. 90 degrees. The next turn, fly the same line back uh, to your backfield. Pivot yep. 90 degrees, perhaps get some repairs, and then the next turn do the same thing. So yeah, they're good. And uh, against vehicles and monster, I mean, uh, against if it's a mirror matchup, everyone's running ballistari these days, uh, so getting three dice per mm. vehicle in that unit. a unit of five, that's quite a lot of dice for on being a unit of vehicles.
1: Nice, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, I think this one's got the most play, and um, especially once we get to the stratagems, because there is one stratagem (laughs) that goes along with this that terrifies the crap out of most armies that I like to play. So yeah, I I think this is the
2: best of the pick. Um, It's also 130 points base, so it's quite cheap. Uh, So if you want to go shaft launchers, it's 150.
1: Uh, of course, and 150, yeah, I mean, you're paying quite a bit. It doesn't have any, uh, I mean, you, you wouldn't think twice about that if it had a couple of Phosphor Blasters on it or between <laughs> Twin laser Cannon or whatnot. No. But yeah, it only, has, does have, does, only does have a couple of Stubbers. But yeah. um, as we will note when we get to the Canicles, Stubbers can be pretty respectable. They can. <laughs> but uh, next up is the Holy Order Warlord Traits. Yes. So tell us a story about these, because these are unlike <laughs> any Warlord Traits that have ever been in the game yet. And why do you deserve them? Hey, why does Azmec deserve all this awesomeness?
2: (laughs) When the book came out, there's also a stratagem for one command point to give any character another warlord trait. So everyone was taking maybe three or four of these uh, each game. And we we finally saw some play for the Data Smiths because they are a cheap elite slot character. But Mm. the FAQ came out and said, no, you can only do this on your actual warlord. So you can only have one of these.
1: And <laughs> saved us all. all right. Yes, put um, so the what you... back
2: on the shelf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is unique about these? What, what's different to these two other wall of traits?
2: Well, the thing is, uh, you can select one of three abilities for each wall of Trait. And uh, one thing to note, however, is that you can only activate them at the start of your turn. So if you see someone running, for example, the first one, Learning of the Genitor, mm. with your cataphrons to give them a five-up, feel no pain and they do that in the first turn against you when you get the first turn they can't because <laughs> it can only activate yeah. at the start of their turn so mm. um keep that in mind um but yeah uh, it's like a toolbox piece as well because yeah. you can you can have the different uses uh, for for each ability like uh, and you have that option to just yeah this turn i'm doing mm. this that turn i'm doing that
1: all right. Well, I'm going to read out the first one and then you give us your thoughts and then I'll, I might get you to read out the next one. But this one's, um, the first one's learnings of, learnings of the geni- genitor? Yeah. Genitor, whatever. Uh, start of your turn, select uh, one of the aura abilities below until the start of your next turn. This wall is treated as having that aura ability on their data sheet. First one, um, hypersenetic physiology. Roll one d6 each time a friendly Forge World from Breacher or friendly Cataphron Destroyer or Forge World Servitor model would lose a wound whilst within six of this Warlord. On a five, that wound is not lost. Next one, uh, biochemical aggression. When resolving an attack made with a melee weapon by a friendly Forge World model that whilst that unit is in six, of this Warlord on modified hit roll wound roll of six, sorry, improve the arm penetration characteristic of. By two for that attack, not one. Damn, that's good. Uh, an exorated ex- fear responses when a morale test is taken for a friendly forge wheel unit that it was in six of this walled do not roll the dice, it is automatically passed. That is three really good options. I mean, the morale one probably the least good of yeah.
2: the three, but <laughs> those
1: first two, holy crap, man!
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. Because you Tell usually me that, use Adam. use this one in a cataphron heavy list. Um, yeah. But since you can't activate it on the first turn, if you're up against something a bit nasty, and you, of course your cataphrons have a huge footprint, then you'll probably lose quite a bunch. So I prefer to use this if I'm running a Lucius cataphron list, because uh, then yeah. you can deep strike the cataphrons in for one command point, and then, of course, have that activated. And also, have the chance to have an Inquisitor to give him a, uh, an extra a five up invo, which you can then come yeah. with a Lucius uh, to give him a four up invo and uh, mm. with a Stratagem to give him a three up invo. So, you can still do that for one unit, actually. You can still uh, do it for one unit, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> insanely yep. potent. So, points, nice. points.
1: So, uh, a Cutter from Breach is still around 30 points a model? Yeah, 35. So, they're, they're still viable.
0: And, yeah, Vance,
1: uh, and that's, that's yeah. a toughness five, three plus save wound. So yes. three of them per dude. So what's that? That's like eleven point something. So maybe yeah, eleven point something points per toughness five wound yeah. that you can give a five plus feel no pain to as well. Now that's really good value.
2: Yeah, it's nice, really good. And do you ever use
1: the second one of these? Like, did um, you ever use
2: the the? Um... I did when we could use all of them uh, because the 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 analysis of the logos gives uh, well, it gives. Overwatch on five ups—that's not really good mm-hmm. now, and you need to pay for Overwatch. Yeah, and it gives uh, a, a four plus plus plus. You know, I feel no pain, like uh, save against mortal wounds and a psychic phase, which can be really good if you. Yep. <coughs> when I, I had a uh, quite a lot of friends playing Grey Knights and uh, Thousand Sons, so uh, mm. when the the smite was not uh, restricted, which it was formed from some previous FAQ, then uh, that was really good to have uh, on your yeah. uh, on a warlord. <laughs> Um, so
1: you've you've already jumped into the next one. So go for it, man. Read out the other ones if you like.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, and the flaws of the foe, the final one on the on the logos, is to get an extra AP uh, when you roll a uh, a six to hit with your shooting. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's good. And when you could stack it with an extra AP on half range, which you can from the fabric, fabrications one, that was really. Mm. Good. But. Yeah. Um, Nah, I wouldn't select this one now. Actually, it's uh, it's uh, it's not as good as the uh, other ones. Actually, well, the, if the two, yeah, mm, Go ahead.
1: I suppose if you knew you were going to get value from the four plus field, their pain.
2: Yeah. That's the only.
1: That's the only time you'd consider it. Yeah. If the you knew you is- were going to a tournament with like five or six games, and you could bet that like two <laughs> of those games you were going to face Smite Spam, then yeah. you probably you might you might want to do it. But every yeah. other case, no, there's just better ones. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And Smite Spam is not really a thing now that they can't uh, cast it unlimited anymore. Uh, So no, not, not that good any longer.
1: So, next one, uh, Divinations of the Magos. Yes, so, exactly. first this one these, one is one
2: everyone selects. This uh, is the jam, isn't it? This yeah. is the absolute. all <laughs> um, extra, uh, extra sixes uh, or extra hits on sixes. Too. Exploding sixes. So, yes.
1: overloaded safeguards is what we're talking about when resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon by a friendly forge. We're modeled within six of this warlord and a modified hit roll six, scores one additional hit because the shooting army of the caliber of Admech needed exploding sixes <laughs> on demand. Next one, uh, aggressive subroutines. You can reroll failed charge rolls. You can reroll charge rolls made for friendly forge You just reroll charges. So one of the best offensive buffs, and in the shooting phase, and one of the best bonuses in the fight phase together. And then the last one, predatory programming. When a friendly forge unit within six of this wall it advances, roll one additional d6 and discard one of the dice. And making, dude. <laughs> So Much value from this. I mean, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's got a good movement buff, it's got a good charge buff, it's got a yeah. good shooting buff. Like, yes. you got it's all it needed to do was like give you an extra attack, like shock assault or something, and it would be everything you'd ever need for an ad army in one rolled up into <laughs> one package. Have you ever for not sure. taken
2: this one? <laughs> no, oh, this is the auto include one. This is uh, it, yeah. <laughs> the only thing where um, you might consider is the next one because uh, it's quite all right as well. The one that that's really stands out from the, from the final one is that within half range, you get an extra AP, always. Well, yeah, so Tell us you have like that's fabrication to the. Exactly. So if you have, like uh, for example, Ballistari, like a lot of people yeah. are running now, they are range 48, so quite often they will be at range 24. You can boost mm. that with the manipulus for an extra six, so an extra three. And then having yeah. minus two on those strength eight autocannons is quite nice. But I think the extra yeah. hit sixes is, is better.
1: I think so too, but I think they can be. So you're talking about uh, the fabrications of the art, artisans, yeah, this yeah. one. And that was um, that was exquisite calibrations. That's the first one. Um, the next one down there is Mystery of the Motive Force, Mastery of the Motive Force, sorry. Um, resolving attack made with an arc weapon by a friendly uh, force model within six of this ward against a vehicle unit and a modified wind roll six in mono water wound. Eh. I mean, mm. if you were taking it, if, <clears throat> like if you're out.
2: already shooting them with like your breachers and doing D6 damage with those, against yeah. those vehicles, I don't know if you need an extra model.
1: The the one model wound isn't going to make a difference. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they're either, you're either killing them or you're not. And the last one there was um enhanced engine interface, friendly vehicles, models within six of this ward can shoot in a turn which they fell back. Now, there yeah. could be a case made for that. If you're yeah. making like a bunch of Dune Striders, a bunch of um, Ballistari and a bunch of, um, uh, Scorpius dis- disintegrators. Maybe, maybe that's, oh, that's yes. an argument. I there? mean,
2: it was really good when I when you were able to run several, because then you always had those two at least, uh, divinations yeah. and fabrications. Um, but the Balistar don't really care that much, because they can get plus two to hit from one command point. And the, yeah, so and then so they they shoot they themselves shoot in out of combat, combat now. anyway. Yeah. Yes, the Scorpio tanks have a lot of blast weapons, so they would like it. But um, mm. And uh, the robots will just shoot into combat as well. Um, yeah, exactly
1: right. The robots don't need any help. It's not As good as
2: it uh, was when you could just uh, pick it mm. for one yeah. command.
1: So, just uh, just encapsulating the wall, the holy order waller traits. Is this just the best thing since sliced bread for AdMac? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: yeah, good, yeah. It's
2: uh, it's a force multiplier for sure. Uh, except especially divinations of the magos when you combine it with uh, a big unit of ballistari with plus two mm. to hit, plus one to wound. Extra hits on sixes and uh, mortal wounds on five ups because it stacks with the plus one to wound stratagem. So, yeah, I, I run a unit of six ballistari quite often, and they pick up two yeah. impu- two impulsors a turn with four wounds That's, to go. <laughs> like each. I
1: I think I think by the end of this, uh, by the end of talking about the stratagems, you, <laughs> people will have realized that ballistari are one of the best shooting units in
2: the game. Like yeah, yesterday I picked up uh, eight storm shield terminators.
1: Yes, <laughs> go <on. laughs> just gone. Um, but so it was really weird, yeah. Because before, before this book, Palastari were a joke. Yes, they, they were. were. They were a joke, and yeah. just just the same as the ilk of, say, Grey Knight paladins going into their psychic awakening. Grey Knight yeah. paladins were a joke, but mind you, most most of Grey Knights was a bit of a joke. But Grey Knight <laughs> paladins went from. Uh, so I'll talk of it from one of my home, one of my yeah. loves, uh, uh-huh. Deathwing Terminators. Deathwing Terminators. Yep. Who knew what a Deathwing Terminator did? Who even cared? <laughs> and they went from being absolute pieces of crap to being one of the scariest things in the game yeah. balistaria are of the same ilk guys so if you're reading yeah. this watch out for the balistaria so we're up to the stratagems now yeah so um i'm going to touch on the first one and i'll let you grab the second one mate so first one is um olfactorium aggressor imperative i'm going to get some words wrong <laughs> and please forgive me and uh i mean it might be even harder for you ricard you know talking his english second <laughs> language but i'm sure you'll do better than me uh, first <laughs> one one cp Use this strategy in your movement phase. Select one Cerberus Sulphur Hands unit from your army to the end of the phase. When that unit uh, advances, at six automatically adds six to its movement cost rig instead of making an advance roll. In addition, to the end of the turn, models in that unit shoot as if they did not move that turn. So you get to you get to shoot as if you were stationary, but you get to auto advance six. So what does that that takes them to movement eighteen? Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: yes, they do, and I would yep. run them probably as stages, just to get that extra nine-inch scout move.
1: Inch, yeah, yeah, just double down because yeah. with that scout move plus the twenty inches, they can reach just about anywhere, any objective on the board, no matter what configuration the objectives are. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then I could actually charge in if uh, if needed as well to get that mm. minus one toughness aura uh, off.
1: Yeah, yep. Um, so the I problem is with this, uh,
2: with this with this strategy is they can't charge after they advance. So uh, exactly it's, right. It's not yeah. that good sadly.
1: I mean, so they still have enough shooting that if you got in range of the flamers, they could clear oh, yeah. an objective pretty reliably, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, so maybe someone has got a really deep, um, a good ruin really deep, these guys could have the the advance and the moves to get around a corner and just pull that unit off. Um, so you want to grab the next one, uh, Raptorial st- uh, Strafing Fire.
2: Sure. Use the strategy in the shooting phase when an arc you have Archaeopter Stratoraptor model from the Or army is choosing to shoot with. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack made by that model against a unit that cannot fly, add one to the hit roll. And this is really good, because admic has a lot of plus one to hit, or plus two to hit. So we got one plus one to hit from the main rulebook, mm-hmm. which becomes plus two if you have an enhanced data tether. Data tether so that's yep. usually used on Balistari, for example. So you can shoot uh, minus one uh, to hit stuff for, through forests and still hit on two ups. Mm. Uh, and this one... Yeah, if you're running Ballistari and perhaps a Stratoraptor or two uh, gunships, yep. you can have another unit that hits on twos. And what's yeah. really good, if you, if you have Coal and like uh, the exploding sixes, you can just fish for sixes. Just reroll That's everything right. it, that isn't a six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. math works out to 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 even it out, but uh, yeah, if you're feeling lucky, you might as well do. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, I mean, there's the, there's always the Daedalosus as well, so you could get another exactly. bubble. Exactly, there's the Daedalosus. And there's yes. also
2: another one that will come to later for a Scorpius tank to get one plus mm. one hit and ignore cover. So,
1: All right. We'll jump over to the next one. So this one's 1CP one Steel Rain Full Asaid. Use this <coughs> strategy in your shooting phase when a Taraxi Skystalker unit from your army is chosen to shoot with until... So select one enemy unit that is not titanic till the end of that phase when resolving an attack made by a model in that Taraxi Skystalker unit against the selected unit. If, it hit is, if a hit is scored, the target is suppressed until the start of your next turn resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon by that model um, subtract one from the hit roll so if you so wait a second
2: <laughs> yeah you give them a minus one to hit uh, so yeah. you can shoot an, uh, a scary unit and just yeah, so you're a minus you, one to hit next turn
1: you don't have to wound them they don't have to fail a save you just have to roll a three plus <laughs> on one of your possibly like 50 shots
2: yes and you need to at least commit one rifle So that's five shots so you should mm. be good just committing one rifle to whatever you want yeah. to
1: but you know the rest of the, the rest of the unit can shoot somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can just drop down, debuff someone's broadside, shoot into the drones. If that makes if that makes sense to people, you know.
2: Exactly. Um, you could even use the sergeant's pistol, I suppose. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Which has a shorter range and. Yeah. Um, yeah, isn't isn't as optimal. So yeah, I actually like that one a lot. That's adding a lot of flavor to these units. Next one, if you want to grab it. Tactica, sure. uh,
2: or whatever ob- that says. oblique. <laughs> yeah, that's the Cerberus Raider strategy. You're Use doing it. so much better than <laughs> me, man. <laughs> Use this uh, strategy in your opponent's charge phase when a Cerberus Raider unit from your army is used as a target for, of a charge for the first time that turn. Instead of firing overwatch, that unit can move or fall back as if it were your movement phase. It can advance. As, it cannot advance as part of this. So mm. yeah... Being able to also fall back, since they state this, uh, is really good because you might be locked in combat and then something charges in to finish you off, and you're mm. gone. <laughs>
1: so, here's a, here's a there's so many so many tactical applications of this. Oh, yes. This is a general's dream strategy. Yeah. When you open up a book and you pick a pick a thing, you dream of having th- this much power. Um, so let me just get the, the applications here. So let's say somebody declares you as a charge. This unit, yeah, you pay two CP, and you have the option. You can fall back to automatically 12 inches, eg, being no matter where they are, you're pretty much going to get outside of range of their, um, of their yeah. charge, unless they're in they one inches away, and then they could still make it on a 12 after you move. Um, although they wouldn't be able to declare it. No, they wouldn't be able to declare it. You'd be 13 inches away. They couldn't declare
2: your as a charge. Uh, they um, already declared you. Oh, of course. Is, they already yes, have. So they yeah, could yeah, if no, they were all at 12, yes.
1: Yeah. Um or you can you're, you're, you'll in. be you'll,
2: you'll you'll be like 1.01 inches outside from the start so you, they actually get if you move straight away.
1: Oh, that's true. And so now here's the other application which is one I've heard people do the most. They use when you declare this unit, you use it to block other units. <laughs> so let's say someone's got a smash captain. Yeah. That's going to charge in and kill call and yeah. the, but then they declare some, a unit of intercessors onto you or service raiders. The service yeah. raiders run over and get in front of call, and the smash captain can't make it anymore. And so you've no. foiled two charges with this one unit. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. It's or phenomenal, they, buddy.
2: Or if they declare this unit and like a unit of breachers or something, and yeah. they, they run away, and then they can't charge the breachers because they can't because make the charge anymore.
1: Because they can't make the charge on both. Now, here's, here's an interesting one for you, yeah? Because it says here... Um, Instead of firing Overwatch, that unit um, cannot f- uh, can move or fall back as if you're moon phase. That's alluding to the fact that if you were already engaged, you have the option to fire Overwatch. So <laughs> where I'm where I'm going with that? Not that I think you can fire Overwatch, no, but it says so. here. So, but let's say you were charged by a unit of Intercessors. Yeah, Intercessors. They make. Let's do the same same Intercessor and the Smash Captain. Intercessors yep. charge your unit. They connect. Yes. Then the Smash Captain declares a charge yes, on the on but- just on just. Your, can you still run away? I think so. Yeah,
2: so you can it let them make their so.
1: charge, and and you can let them let yeah. them make their charge and overextend with the their first forces unit and
2: then, yeah. with
1: the first unit, and then they charge <laughs> the second one, and you piss off. That's so good.
2: Yeah, and then the smash <laughs> captain is standing uh, outside it's of less, uh, like in heroic, the of uh, yeah. yeah, and you can just shoot it. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah, so cool.
1: There is so much jank yeah. with that. And, like, and so if cool. there
2: are. If there are five Cerberus Raiders, you can uh, just surround an objective marker and no one can move into it in the movement phase. So they have to shoot it.
0: And then yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe you die. And then when they charge, you just run away. And then that objective marker is safe.
0: Because mm. I, they I couldn't, think this is the, couldn't
2: uh, go into it in the movement phase. You this is one of
1: the most flavorful and best-worded stratagems that I've seen. <laughs> you, can, you can just do so much with it. It's fantastic. Oh, but yes. moving on. Um, next one, deeply sunk talons, one CP. Use this stratagem in your opponent's movement phase. When an enemy infantry unit w- is within one inches of any paraxy uh, s- sterilizers units from your army <laughs> and the when that units chosen to fall back, roll one D6 on a two plus that enemy cannot fall back this turn. So if you're in combat with the sterilizers on for one for one CP on a two plus, you can't fall back. Just can't nope. do it. And we now know that, that um supersedes um desperate breakout as well.
2: Exactly. Yeah, That's so good. Really... The sterilizer's just uh... <clears throat> Moving up, killing something with the flamers, charging something, killing it with the thirty strength, five attacks, and then just mm. piling into something, and nope, you're stuck
1: no, you're stuck, you can't shoot me. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, not that these guys are especially hard to kill in combat, but the fact no. that you make your opponent have to kill them in combat is, yeah. is a big deal, yeah, they have to pull resources over to somewhere maybe they don't want to be um and they are they're not they're still it's still twenty wounds on that unit of ten guys yeah, they you can't shoot they can't shoot.
2: If you have an Inquisitor, you could throw them a five up Invo. And then yeah. if, yep. if they're even lucious, that's a four up Invo. And if you're close to an objective afterwards, that's a three up Invo. So you could make them really terrible yeah. if you want to.
1: It's a lot of resources, but yeah, it's it doable. Is. You're right. Yes. Um, I like that a lot. Next one, you want to touch on it?
2: Yeah, Seismic Bomb is basically the Thunderfire Cannon strat that we all love and hate. Uh, use this strategy in your <laughs> movement phase after moving an Archaeopter Fusilave unit from your army. Select one enemy unit. Uh, that Archaeopter Fusilave unit moved over this phase. That enemy unit is shaken in your opponent's next movement phase. If a unit that cannot fly and is not Titanic is shaken, half its movement characteristics and result when any advance and shard trolls it makes.
1: Hmm. Yes. So that is, yeah, it's thunderfire. But here's, here's the interesting thing, yeah? Um, a thunderfire cannon has to, uh, it shoots at, at minus one uh, to wound to get the, the tremor shell thing going off. This thing can still drop a bomb and shoot after it does this, yeah?
2: Yeah, at two different units.
1: Yeah, you're not even giving, it, you're
2: not giving <laughs> up anything
1: to do this. You're just paying
2: one <laughs> CP and you get to do no, everything you, you do anyway. Yeah, you don't need to do it on the unit you bombed even.
1: Yeah, just it's, a, it's just a unit you, yeah. Yep. Really powerful, really good stratagem. Like absolutely. you'd almost you'd be doing this like every turn, really, if you took one of these flyers, yes absolutely um phenomenal all right next one uh one c p stereoscopic uh triangulation <laughs> <laughs> fun for the whole family this uh, I think stereoscopic, yeah, uh, so he's got a big boombox. box he's listening to. <laughs> um, ice Cube. Uh, use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a Scorpius uh, disintegrator model from your army is chosen to shoot with until the end of the phase. If that model shoots all of its weapons it is equipped with at the same target, then when resolving attack made by the model, add uh, one to the hit roll for the target, and the target does not res- uh, benefit from being in cover. It's a good 1 CP stratagem. Plus it one is. to hit and ignores cover. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, so you could shoot through a forest into a ruin, mm. and then instead of hitting on 4-ups and the enemy getting their plus 2 armor save, you hit them too yeah. and they don't get the plus two armor thing.
1: And, and as if uh, do, the Scorpius Disintegrator needed a buff, you know?
2: Exactly. Um,
1: <laughs> but this is really good. This is really good strategy. For, that, could, that could be two 1-CP stratagems. Yeah. One CP to recover, one CP for plus one to hit. <laughs> but no, it's combined. It's phenomenal. I mean, yep. so arguably, you couldn't do this with just a line of sight gun, yeah? You'd have to be able to no. shoot with all your guns. Yes. Um. So you couldn't just be like, I, because I, I, I can't see anything else, I can nope. only shoot with this gun, therefore, no, nah, you wouldn't get it, yeah?
2: No, everything needs the targets. Yeah,
1: that's fair at least. That at least is a trade-off. So he has to be exposed and not, not be out of line of sight exactly. to see how to get the most out of it. So that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, next one's all yours, man.
2: Yep. Uh, circuitous assassins <laughs> use this strategy you I mean at the start of your movement phase select one sicarian rust stalker unit Yay. from your army that is wholly within nine of the, any battlefield edge remove that unit from the battlefield at the end of the movement phase you can set it up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than nine of inch, uh, from any unit and wholly within nine of an, any battlefield edge this mm-hmm. is also your opponent's battlefield edge
1: Yes. Um so. and so this is the same movement phase. This is like a shunt for those yes. who remember shut shunt from different editions. I when I first read this, I thought this was just meant, oh, you are trying to make Rust stalkers operate like the Taraxi guys. But the Taraxi guys do it in they go up in one turn and then they come down in a different turn. Yes.
2: This is true. the same turn.
1: So maybe this is maybe this has got some legitimate merit.
2: I'm not sure because you still need to make that charge. And yes, a lot of people in the forums has been using it to just deploy scramblers and the likes, you know, with the uh, secondary missions. But I would—they have quite a large footprint. So I would rather just outflank maybe uh, four-man servitor units for one command point. Ah, yeah. You can even outflank yeah. like three servitor units. Mm. And of course, you can't come into your enemy deploy turn two, but you can turn three along the board edges. So if you're going for deploy stranders, just uh, put some servitors in reserve. Like the normal reserve, just walk walk on from the battlefield edge. Because you still need to be walk on from the battlefield edge. Mm. So mm, I'm not too sold on them, because there's still 14 points, I think, in the model. So it's still quite an investment for five. And it's better to just use 28-point servitor units for this uh, if you want to go for the secondaries in your opponent's deploy.
1: Totally fair enough. Um, Next one, uh, zero CP. So you know this is going to be something interesting. Evacuation sequence uses stratagem in any phase when a Scorpius Dune Rider, so the transport uh, model from your army is destroyed, before any embarked units disembark until the end of that phase when a model disembarks from that Scorpius Dune Rider. Do not roll to see if it is slain. Pretty self-explanatory moving on
0: <laughs> oh it's this is this is
2: key this strategy it is, is so, it's so key because you can combine it with the one command point stratagem from the rule book the new one mm. to disembark six inches because you don't need to yeah. take attrition at all so you can safely disembark six inches away for one command point not having to roll ones or twos
1: yeah that is pretty cool
2: it's so really you, good because you can, you, you, mm. you can use that on your FulGright transport or if you use teraxi in your transports and you can expose the transport an enemy shoots at it yeah. you disembark safely six inches to the side and now you're in a ruin behind line of sight mm. and you're safe or, or you yeah, are six, maybe or if they don't have any more shooting you now have an extra three inches to your charge move. exactly right march, for the next turn. Report. yeah yeah and that's yeah. one command point
1: yes oh, and this one is zero command points for to to just not know, have guys know, die when you get the, the, the combo yeah.
2: so this is an automatic, but uh, having the, the ability to combo it safely with the Disembark 6, mm. it can win you the game, because, oh, you're there now. Oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yep,
1: love it, man. Uh, next one. Uh, perpetual Incense. So, perpetually smelly. 1 CP. <laughs> you think this would be a Death Guard strap, but no. Nah. Exactly. Uh, use this stratagem at the start of the fight phase. Select one Sigonian Cig- a uh, Dragoon's unit from your army until the end of the phase. When resolving attack made against that unit, subtract 1 from the hit roll. So, it means they're just minus 1 in combat as well as from shooting. Um, I'm, so dragoons so, used to be my favourite ad mech
2: unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, mine too.
1: With yeah, with the cap on pluses to hit, they took a they took a massive slog. Yeah, they're yeah. um they're a bit sad now, aren't they?
2: I'm not sure uh, because they're still like a very pushy counter assault unit, which may actually be really good in ninth edition for for the objective hmm. play. I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't tested them yet. They went up yeah. two points, which is not too bad. Um. But damage output went down by. Yes, like, 20%, everyone's yeah? yeah, everyone's yeah. disappointed that they lost their, and I, of course that's understandable. But um, yeah.
1: yeah, well, because, sure. because they they used to have decent odds of going in and like three quarters or killing a knight, yeah, on the charge yeah, unit you know, of yeah, six, no. and now they they won't even half kill a knight now.
2: No, yeah, they're just going but, and dancing up But they're still gonna like put the hurt on on primaris. I
1: think. Yeah, exactly. They're really good. That's right. They're really good primaris killers, unless they're salamanders.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway. of course, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, next one. You want to grab it?
2: Mm, sure. Electrostatic overcharge. Use this strategy I mean, in your shooting phase when a Corpus Gari Electro Priest unit from your army is chosen to use with. Until the end of the phase, Electrostatic Gauntlets models in that unit are equipped with an armor penetration characteristic of minus two. And this is exactly what the Corpus Gari needed. <laughs> I really,
1: think. really, really good, yeah? Yes.
2: Hmm. And you can run them in uh, in a drill, as Mars, if you want to. Because yep. then you can deep yep. strike. And that's the issue with them, having a delivery system for them, because they are so so short range. Or yeah, because they're only... The... Units of 10 in Dune Riders would also be really good.
1: Are they range 12 or they range 18?
2: 12. Yeah.
1: And so they have three shots at strength. Is it strength 5 or strength 6?
2: Strength 5. No AP, but AP might do with this one.
1: <laughs> and they got they got exploding 6s, yeah?
2: They do, to hit. But yeah. it doesn't and stack it... with the Daedalus anymore yeah yeah
1: exactly (laughs) but they do have there are a very good candidate for wrath of mars with the the damage potential that they can bring and then just making a negative two on top of that a lot of value absolutely um next one one cp mechanicus locum use this strategy before the battles after nominating a warlord uh this is your second warlord yeah Yeah, don't need to read it out this is this is your payer cp at the start of the game you can use it
2: uh, you can use it as many times you like so that's good but you can now only select warlord traits from the main book um, uh, you
1: can't take the you can't take the special ones you can't take mm-hmm,
2: the armor. no not anymore Holy um, order. yeah I'm so happy usually, about that <laughs> what you usually go for here is like the prime hermeticon warlord traits uh, that yes. allows you rerolls in combat for your friendly in ah, yeah. infantry yeah, because that's really good with the electro priest and everything. Mm, very good. But, um, um, you could like uh, spend a CP to invest in monitor malevolus, I think it's the correct yeah, because that allows you to CP region on sixes when you oh, and your yeah, yeah, yeah. place. Yeah, 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 it's so the same as the tower one. Perhaps isn't it? it's worth the investment. I'm not sure.
1: Mm. Well, I'll just thing as I didn't read that one. I'll do the next one. One CP uh, pattern iteration identified. Uh, use this strategy in your shooting phase when an iron strider unit from your army is chosen to shoot with until the end of that phase when resolving attack made by a model in that unit against a unit without the titanic keyword. Add one to the wound roll.
2: Here we go. Tell me a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the force multipliers for the ballistari. Uh, so what they got, basically, we'll come to that later, is the Mars Canticle, which gives them plus one to their strength on their heavy weapons. Strength. So they get strength, mm. Eight auto cannons, for example. So this coupled with plus one to wound, that pushes you over the top, so you're wounding toughness seven vehicles on two ups mm-hmm. with that combination. And uh, together with the Wrath of Mars that you all know, probably, uh, perhaps have <laughs> been uh, yeah, Vic- on the receiving of? end of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're doing mortal wounds on fives and sixes now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: with this one. Phenomenally powerful. Yeah, and then a uh, couple of all those buffs with getting extra rates on 6s.
1: Yes, and so think about <laughs> it like this. So so they got four shots each yeah, because they essentially got a twin uh, auto cannon. Exactly. So a unit of six of them, how many shots is that? 24. 24, going to be hitting on twos because you're going to give them plus one to hit, of course. Um, and then you can make them... Um, yes, yeah, so they'll be hitting on twos, uh, re-rolling it from call or uh, whatever. They, yeah, like, or just dominance. This is dominance. Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna hit pretty much all of them. Let's say you miss with one, but then every six is an extra hit, yeah. If you've got the the right yeah. aura
2: active, yeah. If you have twenty four um, shots, so you're you're missing. F- that's four ones, but you're gonna re-roll them and maybe miss yeah, one. Exactly, maybe miss one.
1: So you get twenty three hits, which it pro- and and you probably have uh, five to six sixes, yeah. Four four to five sixes.
2: Yeah, you're gonna. So have then you're gonna four have four to five sixes.
1: So you're gonna come out with like twenty eight to twenty nine twenty nine hits, yeah. Yes. Yep, and then uh, wounding. And then wounding, wounding
2: on two ups. Two's
1: and every five on the twenty-eight or twenty-nine. So let's say round up to thirty. So you're, you're going to get a, somewhere between uh, seven and ten mortal wounds on top of uh, yeah. probably twenty-five wounds. Um,
2: exactly. That and are if you strength eight on, minus on, two. On, yeah. Yeah. If you split that on on shooting two impulsors, because it's quite a lot of impulsors flying around with blade mm. guard these days. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they they save on the four up. Uh, that's two dead impulsors with some that's, uh, mortal wounds. <laughs> Crazy, as smart, as
0: crazy,
1: as crazy, crazy. All right, you want to grab the last one?
2: Yeah, sure. Electrofilament countermeasures. Use this strategy at the end of your movement phase. Select one archaeopter unit equipped with a command uplink from your army. So not the shaft launcher. Uh, until the start of your next turn, enemy models or abilities have no effect whilst within six of that unit. I hate yeah. this. I wish it was. I wish it was three CP. It's freaking one <laughs> yeah. CP,
1: man. And yeah. so. How big is the base on one of these uh, archetypes? It's, it's going to be measured right? from the base. It's a huge base, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a huge base. But and the, this way, guy I, can...
2: the way I oh. interpret this is that uh, it, like, let's say you have a guy with an aura ability that's standing eight mm. inches away, and then he's giving his aura to a unit inside the bubble. I still think they get the aura, but I think if he, the the guy who gives the aura, is within six, then that is turned off.
1: Ah, oh, so yeah, that's interesting.
2: That's, that's the way I read it. Uh, otherwise, mm. I think it would be too good. I think I'm not for one yeah. for one
1: FQ. CP on on the on the model that if, if this was a regular flyer, this was like a Valkyrie or something that could only fly in straight lines, yeah. you could really stop this being effective with clever positioning. But because this guy zigzags, yeah. uh, it's so much well, harder.
2: It might need an FIQ because says, until the start of your next turn, enemy models or abilities have no effect. So it's the effect that's not applicable yeah. with yeah, they're not st- I'm not sure. Mm. I would I would like an FAQ there if uh, yeah. GW is listening. Okay.
1: But so I'm currently playing a a Dark Angels army that is what what I call the brick. And so it's got Azrael giving a four plus involuntary, it's got got all these things. And it it works because you stick it all together and it all supports each other. And this guy just flies over and, like, ah.
2: Yeah, it Sorry, turns man. off the Dark Shroud minus one to hit, right? And it, it turns, turns off, the turns off and... everything. Yeah, so it's yeah, better it to turn off, off offensive auras, obviously, because yeah. uh, with your offensive auras, you can have to walk outside of six. Exactly right. You unless have a chance you, to walk out of it. Unless you bomb the guy who <laughs> has the aura, <laughs> he can only move
0: half. And
1: finishing off with you, your Sniper surplus Raiders. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I really like this stratagem. I think between this and the. Because this, this guy can do both. He can fly over. So, all right. How many points is that, uh, the bomber? How many points is the bomber? Uh,
2: 130. And this you can do with any of the Archaeopters.
1: Oh, of course. You can do it with, with any of them. The bombers. So, so, the,
2: you, 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 you can't get the shaft launcher. Um, so, that's a bit of a trade off. You need to stick okay, with the yeah, so original gear. That it, has. it will be easier
1: to kill. Yes. Um, but all you need to do is, is one turn out of this guy, you know? He flies over one unit. Uh, so flies over two units. One gets a bomb. One gets halved move and then um, turns off someone's auras. And then you you can let them kill the damn thing and have it explode on them for one yep. CP. And just like <laughs> so much value from that dude, you know? It's so yep. good.
0: <laughs> all right. Absolutely.
1: Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Um, Moving on, those, those strategies are phenomenal. They're really, really, really good. But we're yeah. uh, up to the Forge World Dogmas. So like a lot of things in Psychic Awakening, um, Admet got the ability to build their own Forge World. So Guard got the, the ability to build their own whatever's and space marines can build you know, their own chapters and such. Um, there, I don't believe there's a hell of a lot to talk about here, but I'd like to give you a chance to, to jump in and say anything you want to say about this stuff, mate.
2: Yeah, there's been a couple of lists kicked around in the community, actually. So there's three different custom Forge World main traits mm. that you need to select. So if we talk a bit about the yep. first one, Rad-Saturated forge, forge World, the the primary ability there is when a ranged weapon are targeting your infantry outside of 12, you subtract one strength from that weapon attack.
1: Pretty interesting, so, yeah? Pretty interesting That's if you're running
2: a lot of, like, Vanguard breaches. troops or Breachers, for example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And then they have three different or four different secondaries, and you can choose one. One is the red saturation, the one that the Sulfurous uh, Hounds and the uh, Vanguard have, that increases uh, that aura to also subtract one from strength. And toughness uh, yep. within three. So that's quite interesting uh, to run with your nice. raiders to get some shooting, uh, efficient, mm. efficient shooting at minus one toughness. And it works on vehicles as well. Uh, and on
1: top of that, that's, that one, they are they are fast enough to be positioned wherever you need them.
2: Yeah, they? the raiders, uh, and with then the advanced six stratagem can come in quite handy. So mm. 12 plus yeah. six. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, a lot of people have been doing now is just taking a lot of vanguards in in boats and using the scarifying weapon secondary, which gives your yep. iradium weapons AP minus one, uh, so they can actually do stuff now with their strength three. There you go, P, P shooters.
1: Yeah, because yeah, on what do they do on sixes? Is there two damage on sixes? Yeah, or two ex- damage. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: exactly. but so just getting
2: three... AP minus one on all those shots is quite yeah. Low low got value
1: three shots each. Is that correct?
2: Mm, absolutely. And yes, you can that's, couple that's that with, uh, with the Warlord trait to, to uh, an extra minus one at half range, so that's uh, at nine mm. inches. But if you run, a, run them up very close and personal with the in the transports, that's minus two AP. So mm. yeah, that has uh, seen yeah. some play now, and some people have gotten quite a lot of success with that. The final two, I haven't seen anyone take that, uh, but it's an extra AP on infantry. Uh, yep. So it could be good if you're running a lot of boats with, and then maybe rust stalkers could actually be good having AP minus one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this last one is just half the number of models that flee. Then that's just crap.
1: No, it's just crap. Yeah,
2: but then um, uh, so... the expansionist Forge World, uh, I haven't seen anyone. That's the second one. Haven't seen anyone really do that. What they get is the, from the primary at the end of your charge phase if units with this dogma moved or charged. You get an extra AP there as well, yeah. So could be good with uh, extra AP
1: on the charge in combat.
2: Yeah, with rust stalkers or something, perhaps.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not horrible because that w- that would play into what you were saying when you were using with your Tyraxy, and that'd be strength five minus two on the charge. That yeah? is true. That is true. They would shred through intercessors.
2: Absolutely. So that could be playable uh, with some some uh, some lists, but uh, the secondaries I don't think are that nice. So, okay, so nothing really to go through there. So plus
1: six inches rate to rapid fire weapons. Yeah. Um, not something to penalty for advancing with assault fire weapons. And add one to the leadership characteristics. Yeah. Uh, instead of broad, text, broad spectrum data tether. Yeah, uh, is in 9 instead of 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah yeah. yeah, 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 that's pretty shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll do the next one. So, yeah. uh, Data Horge 4, which is the last of of the... Because it seems like this is a, the bundles of three, like you said. Primary one of this, um, Magna-bonded alloys. Uh, you win a vehicle model with this dog, you lose a wound roller, D6 on a 6. Uh, the wound's not locked, 6. I feel no pain in your vehicles. Ballastari, that sounds pretty nice. Naturally, but if you're doing this, you don't get Marge, you don't get Wrath of Marge, you don't get Call. you don't get the canical. Uh... So that's a bit of a trade-off. Um, yes. Next one is add one to the move characteristics of Cataphron Breachers, Cataphron Destroyers on a good Dune Crawlers, models with this dogma.
2: Well, it would put, if you're doing, no, you can't do Stigis because you're doing this, sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if you're doing
1: Stigis, yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Because if this was the same as, say, uh, Space Marines, you would be able to have your styge's
2: um Breachers can actually average charge 24 inches on the first turn dude uh, i
1: did that i've done that i had a max unit My, the last the last uh one of the last big tournaments i went to i played uh nine bulgrin six yeah. f- five um dragoons and a max squad of, i think it was uh, i oh, think it's nice. like 10 10 breaches yeah, and sometimes. i was just everything in their face just throw it in their face oh, bog nice. them down yeah. can never dig themselves out of their out yeah. of their deployment zone i just sit little little units on all the objectives <laughs> and score points worked awesome. really well um so next one there is um one resolving attack made with a cognis range weapon by a model with his dogma against a unit that is in half range. And reroll the hit roll. So that yeah. would sound pretty good. Yeah, with Except the Balistari, with, within
2: twenty-four uh, uh, inches, you don't need call. So that's quite nice.
1: Do uh, are all the all the stubs on all the, the Dune Strides and stuff, are they all cogniz? Yeah. So yeah, technically when you're going into divulge and, and like shoot out your Corpuscari or your Electro Priest or whatever, you would yeah. get rewalt to hit on your nine yeah. um, stubby shots, I guess. Yeah,
2: you would be a bit too close. So um. Yeah, that's yeah, true. What might be good here is uh, you could probably do this with Balistari when they charge you, and with Cogniz overwatch, you're hitting on, BS, on full BS.
0: Yes, so could yeah. quite exactly. nice,
2: actually. And you wouldn't <laughs> need do. No, you can't get call like, rerolls in Overwatch anyway, but you can get these rerolls.
1: Ah, and on top of that, you could take a manipulus, extend your range, and then extend yeah. the range of the the half you know the half range by three yeah, inches so by 27, plus
0: six.
1: So yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. Um, all right, next one on that was the auto-savant spirits uh, at the start of your turn. If a vehicle model with this dogma has lost any wounds, it can regain one lost wound. Yeah, it's cool. You're already <laughs> getting a six out, feel no pain on your vehicles just from yeah. uh, taking this one anyway. For the so bonds, plus one
2: to your repairs, basically. So yeah,
1: etc. <laughs> yeah, 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 you could look at it like that. Um, and last one is trans node power cores. I'm uh, are having an attack made with an arc weapon by a model in this dogma and modified hit roll of five or six scores an additional hit. Now you could combo that with um one of the um the holy order um
2: yeah, more yeah, extra, extra,
1: extra model wins. Yeah, but meh. But <laughs>
2: this is uh, this is actually what the community has been running uh, the data horde with the primary, of course, for uh, six yeah. up in pain, but with this one trans node power cores for uh, extra arc weapon hits because. Um, yeah, with the Breachers, you're now getting two extra hits on <laughs> yeah, with that's rifles, uh,
1: yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, that's actually really true. Time. So it's actually, I think, mats out to about the same as if you had call with his rerolls. Mm. Uh, but yet you could have it. You could have them all over the
1: board essentially
2: because you don't yeah, have to use them. Yeah, this works in, in close combat as well. So they actually become quite that's, nasty with their no, arcs. Because of course,
1: arc claws, and you got arc mauls. You can yep. put on your rangers and and
2: yeah, it's, and you, stuff. it's mostly just with Breachers. Just huge, yeah. Units of, lots of units of Breachers, just getting extra hits on fives and sixes, both in combat and uh, and then re-rolling with Prime medicon and mm. having the Magos perhaps for extra hits on sixes or just learnings to get five upfield of pain on all those Breachers you got. Uh, so that's yeah. the Data, uh, data Horde. Uh, would,
0: you,
2: would
1: you ta- would you personally take that over Lucius or Stygis for Breachers?
2: Being the minus one uh, to hit or the
1: minus one to the Rend, ignoring Rend minus one?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. I'd probably go for yeah, because I, wouldn't it, either. I the the... mobility too much. Too much.
1: <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, if this, these had a stratagem attached to them, yeah, that would be really good. If they, oh, yes. if they could get stigy, the Stigi strat and that stuff, phenomenal. I think it would actually be really, really strong.
2: Yeah, but um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the community, the people who are running breachers efficiently are actually running this. So I think I should give it a try, actually, sometime.
1: Please do. Let me know how you do. Because um, naturally, I'm, I'm no. Well, I'm not an expert on these guys by any stretch. <laughs> I did play breaches a lot though, and yeah. I, I do respect them quite quite heavily. But I just love mestiges. That extra move just makes them, and making people shoot into your breaches when you just like they're like 30 points a model. I don't care. Kill them. Yeah. Like it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> it feels really good. Uh, last last thing to talk about here for the admec before we do a bit of a wrap-up. Um yeah. Canticles, Canticles the canicles are gonna So each of the the forge world in the the basic codex, that being, you know, Mars, Gryar. Metallica, all that stuff. They've got their special. They've got their own Canticle now, yeah.
2: Yes, they do. And the FAQ stated so you can no longer pass it on to anyone. You need to have that Forge World keyword to get it. Okay. So what you're basically doing is you're swapping out the number two because it's the crappiest one, the worst. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you're swapping out number two for uh, any of these basically that uh, corresponds mm. to which Warlord you have. So you can actually run a mixed attachment uh, with a Mars Warlord get the Mars Canticle for your Mars yep. units and still have some other stuff in there as well.
1: Now, that's a really good pickup, isn't it? Because that, that, that takes the chains off. That's very liberating for you, mm-hmm. um, yeah. knowing that you can still get this whenever you'd like, really.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Would you like to read the first one, the Riser one?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, riser right, uh, citation in Savagery. I will skip the fluff text. And go <laughs> by to all means, please do. <laughs> <laughs> the armor penetration characteristics of melee weapons in affected <clears throat> units are equipped with improved by one. So you could do some Rust stalkers here again. There are three ways to Yay. get AP minus one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure it's too or, good on Fulgurites because you're usually wanting to get those sixes anyways. Yeah, I guess it's it's okay.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's 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 not fantastic. I mean, if you're taking to see, here's the, one thing I always found was interesting about Riser. they've got a uh a dogma bonus yeah. that benefits them in combat. Everyone wants to win you yeah, in combat. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they've got this one that um, helps them in combat as well. But then they've got a stratagem that is purely shooting. Exactly. Only only benefits like one shooting unit,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: being the plasma the plasma um, destroyers. Yeah, just,
0: exactly.
1: And that's it if if that, if that if that had a melee bonus as well if that <laughs> the streams is amazing by the once they pay plus one to win plus one damage phenomenal yep. but uh if that was a, a melee one you could you could be like hey here's the melee here is the melee <laughs> World. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but no it's just it's just a bit wonky our uh, next one is mars this is one this is the best one I mean, there's, yes. no, there's no two bits about this. Uh, yeah. Models affected units do not suffer the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. Now that vehicles don't 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 take that penalty, now it's not as big a deal. Um, increase the strength characteristic of heavy weapons in the affected units by one. Mm. My God, is that a big deal?
2: It is indeed. <laughs>
1: all your stu- all your pissy little stubbers on all your stuff go to strength five. <laughs> yep. um, the Onager Doomcrawler with the Icarus Array gets three different weapons. They get plus one strength. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like. Strength seven um Castellan yeah, robot yeah. shooting. Yeah. Strength eight on the ballista. As we said, there's so many good applications here.
2: Oh yes, absolutely. So that's a big, big, uh, big plus for selecting call to be able to like try mm. to get this each turn. Because otherwise, if you don't have call, you probably select it once and then you need to pay two command points to get it to get it again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: And so, for those unaware, call. Well, so Mars, first up, means that you get two stratagems, so you get two yeah, chemicals. Yeah, you get uh, two naturally, chemicals. You'd, naturally, you'd have to be mono Mars to get that. Yes, um, true, true. You couldn't have a mixed attachment. But and then Cole, uh, he gets to roll two dice, and then plus one and minus one to them, yeah? Well, so you always roll two dice, but then Cole gets to plus one minus one to them, correct?
2: Yeah, and you usually want number four, Shroudsome, because it's always good to yes. ca- have cover, and so you don't want to uh, put this on uh, the number three or five, because you want to yeah. roll those to get the cover. Well, so, exactly. So is perfect. For trying you always
1: to want them. to roll a three, yeah? Three is like the best number you can roll. <laughs> exactly, call. two, three.
2: Uh, uh, the only thing you don't want to roll is uh, is two sixes. That's the crappiest one. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: <laughs> that's, the, that's the morale one, or is that the yeah. the mortal wounds in uh, combat? Three
2: rolling uh, shots in uh, shooting once, but you have calls, so who cares? Oh, and um, that's not what strength. Strength, I think.
1: Mm. Um. All right, you want to do the next one, or the Lucius one?
2: Yeah. uh uh, could we just have a short break?
1: So, on that note, we're actually going to take a little bit of an ad break. We're, we're just about to come off onto the Lucius dogma. Um, but we're going to, we forgot to put it, I forgot to put an ad break in after the after the stratagems, which is where I said I'd put one in. And I've been a bit remiss. So, we're going to have an ad break now. We'll be back in a couple of moments after some word from our sponsors.
0: This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Inc.
1: Yeah, so you want to grab the Lucius one for us. Welcome back from the ads. Jumping straight back in, Mr. Ricard. Lucius (laughs) tells me. Tell me about it.
2: Yes. Lucius, Luminiscent Blessing. Improve the invulnerable save of models in affected units by one. To a maximum of four up. Pretty strong, yeah? Mm -hmm. And the best combos is actually... Well, for one, the Castellan robots, because... uh, they would then actually get a 3-up invo, because they have a rule that says plus 1 to the rolls. Yes, actually, plus 1 to the yeah. save. So they yeah. actually only have a 5-up base invo save. So this would mean it would be a 4-up, and then the rule says plus 1 to the roll.
1: That's a pretty big deal. And then on top of that, they would ignore rend 1 weapons, so e.g. heavy bolt. <laughs>
2: they still, <laughs> exactly. still get a 2-up armor save against, wouldn't they? Absolutely. So Yes, that could
1: that could be quite strong, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you could... <clears throat> I mean, Lucius is quite interesting because you could uh, deep strike a big unit of robots for one command point. Mm. So if you're up against something yeah. that that can't pick them off the table turn one, and you you know you can just select the three plus three up invo. If you if you do, you can keep them on the board and shoot stuff. Uh, if you're facing something a bit more uh, scary, just deep strike them yeah. for one command point and yeah. jump in, perhaps with the. Um, Yeah, with the guy who gives them (laughs) an extra minus 1 AP on half range and then uh, shoots stuff at 18 with minus 3 AP, ignore cover. So Mm. uh, there's some play there, but we could talk more about that in the next (laughs) section, I think. Yeah,
1: I think uh, think that's exciting. Yeah, dropping on to Metallica, tribute of the empathetic veneration. That's a silly amount of words. Uh, (laughs) When resolving an attack attack against an affected unit by an enemy model within 9 inches, subtract 1 from the hit roll. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So it's a reverse Stygis. So instead (laughs) of being outside of 12 to get the Stygis bonus, they have to be inside of 9 for you to get the Stygis bonus. If they're inside 9 inches,
2: Mm. is it quite nice? It works in combat as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I I guess I was about to say, apart from it working in combat, it's kind of crap, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Metallica is quite crap, sadly, because their dogma and their stratagem is horrible. So, great, no, great. you would certainly not take it. It there was, They had some play when you could, uh, before the FAQ, where you could uh, give any anyone this. But mm. not anymore, I think.
1: Because <laughs> I was about to say, they've got a great color scheme the white, and I think it's like a light pinkish color. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, all right, you want to grab the grey one
2: for us? Absolutely. Mantra of Discipline. When resolving an Overwatch attack made by a model in the affected unit, a hit roll of five or six scores a hit. Eh, no, no, yeah, not too sure about Nothing. this. Nothing.
1: Nope. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I mean, Corpus Sky Electric Priest probably have a bit of a giggle and say this is all right, but they've got better stuff to be doing. You know? The
2: problem is also, this is a canticle. You need to know that your opponent's going to sh- charge. You're going to
1: charge, yeah. <laughs> so you need and have
2: not- at the start of the turn. Well, of course, there are <laughs> stratagems so you can like auto-change it for two command points. But mm. two command points and then one for Overwatch. Ah, I'm not sure it's worth it. don't think it's yeah, worth it. I agreed.
1: Agreed. Um, Agrippina, uh, Verse of Vengeance. Uh, my favourite name so far. <laughs> not, not much competition. Oh, right, citation of citation of savagery is pretty cool. That could be a great really? metal band.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> when an infantry or cavalry model in an affected unit is destroyed, uh, roll one d6 before removing the model from play. On a five plus, that model can either shoot with one of its random weapons if we're your shooting phase, or make one attack with one of its melee weapons if we're your fight phase. Um, so infantry or cavalry models only. So <laughs> on a five or six, they get to do
2: yeah yeah i I tried the agrippina horde because something to mention so we don't forget it is that with the new power level adjustments you can actually recycle 12 Catafron breachers for three command points that's actually cool (laughs) it actually is um the problem is if you go second and you're up against something that just locks you in yeah you you can only recycle them in your uh, in your own zone. And I tried this, uh, but it's a canticle. I need to select it. It competes with Shroudzome, it competes with mm. b-rolling ones to uh, to hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, I'm not too sure. And then when I finally selected it, and a bunch of stuff died... and I'm Yeah, I'm hitting on force now with my arc rifles. Mm. No, I didn't hit. Okay, crap. Or I didn't wound with my string six. Oh well.
1: Or yeah, didn't even roll yeah. the
2: five up in the first place to get to shoot. <laughs> uh, just attacking like with one attack in a melee attack. Is in melee, working. yeah, that no. feels bad. I yeah. think it's not, when it uh, could it be... not that good.
1: Uh, and uh, last one.
2: Yes, Stygis, go for exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, plea of the Veiled Hunter. Uh, affected units can shoot in a turn in which they fell back. But if a unit does so, when resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon by a model in that unit, that turn, subtract one from the hit roll. This could be quite is good this... if you're running the Breacher's stages thingy yeah. and people tag you and you just fall back and shoot them, especially if you have Daedalosus close by to still hit on them.
1: Yeah, it's offset. <laughs> this is uh, Ultramarange, essentially. But yeah. um, am, I, am I correct in saying this is the second best one to your mind?
2: Um, Mars is best and then Lucius I yeah. think and then oh,
1: I think oh, of course yeah Lucius the plus yeah. one invo of,
2: of yeah, course yeah. plus one invo can affect like you can run big blobs of Corpuscari and have them four up invo when they deep strike yeah. that's quite nice and it uh, stacks well with the raiders to so give them a five up invo because they have a six up base so everything becomes a bit more durable with, uh, with the Lucius you can really run it with uh, hordes of, of stuff is it
1: on a good dune crawlers that when they're next to each other they reroll ones on their invoes <laughs> yeah so
2: they and have they a have four have up five, invo uh, They were four other once. That's pretty good too. It's really good. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's the order. Yeah, you got it right. I forgot about the Lucius one. Um, So yeah, Marge, Lucius, and Stygia. still is still quite relevant, I think. I like it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. So that's it. That's all the content we had in Psyche Wing for Admech, mate. So this is where we do a bit of a rating system. So going into this, pre pre this book, where would you have rated um, Admech in the meta?
2: We were actually doing quite well. We had the sheep transports, and everyone had gathered enough money to actually buy enough. <laughs>
0: <and> <laughs> enough poster up.
2: tanks. Yeah. Myself have eight painted up. Wow. Uh, and the two gentlemen who came in before me uh, last season, uh, Mark Herald and Louis Stolberg, they were both running a lot of uh, transports. And they did really well at the LVO as well. So b- having 73-point transports, uh, even before Engine War, was super good. And the uh, mm. Fulgurites only costed 14 points a pop. Now they're 17. So there were some yep. good play there. And with just running a lot of Vanguard with Plasma in those transports, and just having all those, um, all those wounds that were super cheap. I mean, the transport, 73 points for mm. 12 wounds. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can repair them, and you can blow them up when you want to. And th- there were still a lot of play, and I was having some great success actually before ending war with, uh, with transport lists. Nice. When I finally had them painted up. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, where so towards the end of Eighth um, Edition, I suppose that's what we're talking about. Um, space trains were prevalent. They were very, very strong, But um, they were overwhelmingly dominant. What did, did you get a good sense of where they would have ended up had, had 8th edition had another couple of months on it and Psychic War like, existed for a good amount of time? Or if we got to play them for the last three months? Um, oh, you know COVID and
2: stuff? With Psychic Awakening, uh, they, were on, <laughs> they were unstoppable. I, I actually played quite mm. a lot with them, uh, just uh, locally. Um, but still having those cheap transports and with four Warlord traits and the Ballist Army, it was crazy. They were now, over the top.
1: Transitioning that thinking into Knight Edition, where do they sit now, do you think? Where do you think externally in the meta they sit in it right at the moment?
2: I think they're sitting up there in the top five with uh, Death mm. Guard, Marines, Custodes, and uh, yeah. perhaps Grey Knights somewhere else.
1: Yeah, I, um, I tend to agree. Now, so, out of, so we usually do our rating system out of 10. So this mm. first will ask for an internal rating system. How good do you think this book was for AdMech?
2: Uh, out of a scale of what? The zero is the worst, 10 is the best. <laughs> For AdMech, it was a a, a ten, uh, absolutely. With the new units, we we they they filled all the like uh, holes in the army. So you now have mm. such a great variety, and you can build so many different lists with this. It was
1: menu. a home fr- home freaking run, wasn't it?
2: It was, and just the just strategy MC is buffed the, uh, buff the existing units like uh, like mm. and such, and the warlord traits, which just benefits everything, and the Canticles.
1: The only critiques I have for it yep. is that it created a bunch of units that have cross-purpose. Like I said about the infiltrators and the rust talkers, instead of creating a niche for them in the game, yeah. um, with this stuff, they've almost made them redundant by replacing them with the taraxi.
2: That's true. Like that's so, that's
1: true. my only gripe: is yes. that they could have done. So, they could have built them in a certain way to make them their own thing, where they're something different. But now they're the same. They got the same defensive profile. The offensive profile is almost the same, especially if we take the flushette blasters. Yeah. Um in combat they're very they're very comparable as well, except one is faster, mm-hmm. ca- can deep strike innately, and <laughs> is arguably like just better. Yeah? It's better yeah, better they strategy to, support.
2: To give them some uniqueness in the in any upcoming book, actually, the yeah. old old units.
1: But that's the only—that's the only thing I can poke at. That's the only hole I can <laughs> poke in this. Everything else is perfect. It's actually perfect. Yeah, it's flavorful. Yeah. It's nuanced. It has meat on the bone for the players. If you're if you're a fluff player, you can play into your fluff more than ever before. If you can play a competitive player, you got more intrigue and more things to get excited about. I think yeah. it's an amazing book. Absolutely. Now, so externally, uh, so you uh, you got to, to rate it, you, you rated them in the meta. Um, so you think they're they're a top five faction? Where would you put them in those top five? if just off your gut
2: well it depends because it's it's going to be matchup specific i mean if you're up against those other four top contenders you need to mm-hmm. tailor your list or you can tailor your list a lot to the different uh, to what you're facing which means yep. that if you take an all-comers list you're probably gonna win against some and lose against some so mm-hmm. but i would say like maybe around third place somewhere there
1: Nice. Nice, that's nice. Yeah, I think that's pretty respectable. And yeah, I, I do think you're right. Admech are very uniquely placed that against those other top four teams hmm. um, or top four factions. They do have play. You have tech choices. You have yes. things that you can do to be contenders. I mean, I think De- I think Space Marines have the- can say the same, but naturally Space Marines is like five books they can pull from <laughs> to do yes. what people have one book to do from. Um, I think uniquely amongst those, um, Admech have some real game against things like Death Guard, which I like. Yes,
2: they do. For sure.
1: uh, but we'll leave that for part two. We don't want to mm-hmm. give it all away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that that's good. we were going to talk about points, but I think we talked about points quite a bit on the way through this. Yeah, um, the only
0: thing too, well,
2: that I want to mention is the the Scorpius that went up from yeah. one hundred and eleven to one hundred and fifty. <laughs> but considering how uh, how good it was, let, let's say let, let's say it yes. should have probably costed one hundred and thirty if you come like in eighth edition without anybody. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah,
1: and on but, top of that, like <laughs> you think about how it still it still costs less than a Predator.
2: I know, I know. And then let's say, well, okay, okay. so you have the Mars Canticle. How much yeah. does that go up? Well, 140 at least. And then with just mm. the, the general price increases, I think 150 is really, really reasonable for them still. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they're fine. I think I think they're still
2: good. Like, Absolutely. Um, they're yeah, the still bringing a thing, lot of value. The only thing is uh, poor infiltrators uh, cost 20 points. I'm not sure. <laughs> why. Yeah, I don't know why either. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so... Your, what are your, what's your biggest winner from the points? I mean, you, you talked about one of the biggest losers, I guess, one of the things that took the hits the most. But what mm. is the biggest winner? Who came out the shiniest?
2: Uh, probably Balistari, I would say, with all mm. those new uh, new buffs and just going up, I think, five points or something. Yeah, five. Yeah. Um, they are the clear winners, because <laughs> I'm still running transports at 100 points instead of 73, because yep. I still think they're worth it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still running Scorpius belarus tanks i'm still running fulgurites even though they went up from 14 to 17 <laughs> so mm. but the Balistari, yes probably
0: them, i,
1: I would say. couldn't agree more i think they are the one most the most improved units in the entire game and yes. um yeah they are phenomenally scary all right dude well that actually might wrap us up for this part two would you like to plug anything would you like to tell anybody where they can catch you where they can catch some more content from you where they can engage with you if they'd like to
2: uh yeah. Just joined the competitive Pure Adeptus Mechanicus Facebook page. That's where I'm hanging out. <laughs> Fantastic. A lot, a lot of great people. So we have an awesome community over there, uh sharing battle reports and thoughts and list ideas and yeah, it's great. Beautiful. Well
1: <laughs> Me and Ricard are going to head over and start recording part two now. Where we're going to be really going kind of a little bit deeper into how to make uh, Adaptive Mechanicus armies work. And we're going to be talking about pure. We're going to be talking about a bit of soup. We're going to be talking about mission structure, different archetypes, different core units, uh, and more than that. We're going to be breaking down things like detachments. What units do you want to take to fill out your troops and your uh, HQs, your heavy supports, all those things, the best in slots, the relics and the war traits you want to take. The really the, the nitty gritty things that that you need to know to, to kind of get the most out of them. And we're talking to a guy who literally just won three games with Admech yesterday. So that's Pretty funny.
2: Going second, um, I would add. <laughs> and, oh, you've been second in all three games? Yeah, all three games. Perfect. That's, yeah, that's even better. my will. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the roll of, and I would have lo- loved to go first,
1: but it worked out. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, Ricard, you've been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to everybody who supported us so far. Thanks to people who've stayed in contact, and um, have supported us on Patreon. Please feel free to sign up on the Patreon if you have not, if you're interested in hearing part two of this. And um, yeah, I hope to catch you on there. Please say goodbye for uh, Ricard, and we'll catch him on part two.
2: Farewell. We see you That was Swedish. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, farewell. See you soon. Ah, oh, nice. All right. <laughs> see you on part two, guys. Yeah, see you.
0: Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40k